People need to stop acting stupid. Like, come to the fucking realization that Nicki Minaj is not the person that she once was. And she cannot put the same output out. And she's not being embraced the same. Not to mention, this bitch is fucking old. Like... Yo, what's good? This is uh, Marcus underscore Sniffles from the Committee Podcast. We got a special episode for y'all today. We're basically doing the whole music thing right now. We got the OG Triple OG, Miss Tribbles on the line. Howard, Howard alum. Tyrone, Scandia University, Phyllis, we here. (laughs) Yes, Team team Tyrone over here. Oh, no, never Team Tyrone. (laughs) All right. We also got a a first-time guest. Mr. DJ Chubby Swag. Say what's up, man. Hey, what's going on? I'm still here. I'm so sorry about that. I'm just having a little mic troubles, but I'm here. I'm glad to be here, and I'm happy to be here with everybody. What's up to the committee podcast? Let's win. That's what's up. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Um, at, Since it's your first time, give everybody your uh, your Twitter account so they can uh, give you a follow. Okay, you can give me a follow at, at DJ Chubby Swag, DJ C-H-U-B-B-E. Swag with two G's. Let's get it. So we're going to get right into the music stuff, right? So everybody's favorite rapper, Young. Except for Triple. The Canadian Canadian God, Six God. Drake dropped a new song a couple of days ago. He actually dropped the song the same day Cardi dropped her album. I I was about to say, I I hope you talk about that. Yes, there's some, uh, I think we have some mixed opinions about this song. It's called uh, Nice For What? I'll go ahead and start it off with the song. I thought the song was okay, you know, for for a Drake single. It's going to, you're going to hear this song a lot, I I think. I think you're going to hear it a lot whenever summer arrives. I don't know where y'all are at, but where I'm at, summer's not here yet. Uh, Spring is not here yet, so I'm still waiting on spring. So whenever summer arrives and people can have pool parties and all that stuff, you're going to be hearing this Drake song a lot. I did like the beat. I thought the beat was cool. Lyrics was, you know, it's, I mean, it's Drake and I don't really, I'm not, I don't listen to Drake for the bars too much. You know, I'm here for the turn up songs, the party songs, but, uh, uh, Miss Tribbles, what, what you got on this song? What do you think about it? Um, okay. So of course, you know, Drake, 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 Drake the fans, the fans, they, they take over the timeline whenever he drops. So, um, just initially seeing the feedback before I heard the song, of course I knew it was hyped up. Um, I played the song a few times before I actually like decided if I liked it or not. I don't think it's a bad track. Is it the song the song of the summer? In my opinion, no. Um, the summer, like you said, the summer's not even fucking here yet. We got a ton of artists that we're still um, that are that are supposed to drop, you know, slated to drop soon. Um, but I don't I don't think necessarily this is the song of the summer. I think it's a very good feel good song. I love the beat. I love the star studded video. I just think, uh, just like, like I said, just watching the feedback from the timeline, it was more so like people love the beat and they love the the video. And I'm like, it really. I mean, granted, Drake brought them all together. Um, like that's the the common theme, I guess, of both sides of it. But I, I just think everyone is just in love with the video. Um, I also think too, like I tweeted this like months ago. I think this was around when the finesse remix dropped with Cardi B. I was just like, we're at a point now in music that like. When you drop your single, a video has got to be like followed up within like seven to ten business days, just because it just brings some type it, it brings some type of element to the actual song. So I think we saw it with uh, God's plan when he um, when he did like the, you know the charity the charity and all that philanthropy and all that stuff with the actual song. It kind of increased 
the play value of the actual song. So yeah, I think Nitro nice, nice was that video is going to increase the play value of the song, which then is going to in turn it being, you know, it's going to get a lot more streams and it'll, you know, it'll definitely chart. I could see it being number one for who the artist is, but I think the music itself, I don't think it's number one, number one worthy as far as the music, but I just think the impact of the New Orleans culture and then also seeing that star studded video really forming and shaping towards women. And, you know, right now, women are running pretty much every goddamn thing this year. So I think it just kind of fit into the theme of what's going on um, right now just in popular culture. I, I personally think it's a weaker, riskier song for Drake, but I enjoy the fact that he's now trying to get back into the party scene formally. God's plan was kind of like a tiptoe, like half trap, half pop, half party, but this nice for what is a for sure step in the party direction, taking directly from the bounce tribe that he's known to sample from often. He sampled back that ass up. He sampled some other stuff off also beforehand. And then he's also sampled uh, Blow the Whistle on for free, which makes me understand that he has the summer party like formula put together already. And he didn't need Khaled this time. He pretty much put all the promotion on himself. So that's pretty much how I see the record going. They're not going to let it they're not going to let it fail. Yeah, Drake doesn't need promotion. He doesn't need anybody to really make his songs go off. I do think for uh, God's Plan, I think the video really helped that that song. Because the song but is fine. The song you, you is good, understand. but the video really helped. The video is also promotion, though. Yes. Especially since the video helped so much. Like, like, like with the but, whole Khaled. Like, he didn't need that. Well, that I understand, but the video for God's Plan helped him sell another three or four million records on the spot. Yes. So pretty much he understands that he's able to play on our heartstrings and we're very weak for him. A lot of people, he understands that he can move like Takashi 6ix9ine. He can drop one song every four or five months and then sell five or six million copies of it and then chart for the whatever remainder being and keep building on top of these songs until he has five or six like a Cardi B and drops an album on those five or six and then goes gold or platinum in a day. So we're seeing the juxtaposition of not only search engine optimization, but also streaming to now guide how albums are being made and how singles are being put out. So if Drake knows he can kill you with one single one time for five months at a time, He's going to do that. And that's pretty much what he did with God's plan. And he's doubled down on it with the nice roar. And he's going to kill you in the party scene. I had to play it five times this weekend. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, I, I'm just trying, trying to get you in the mindset. I went from Houston to D.C. And it was playing all weekend, every single location. I had a DJ airdrop it to me from the other side of the club just to make sure that I played it that <laughs> night. So it's I mean, serious. It's real. It's it's very people, real. People tend to forget that, like it or not, Drake is the biggest rap star going right now. Like when he drops a song, when he drops a video, it's the number one thing that people are going to be talking about for a while. It's the song that's going to be played over and over again. Like, well, even beyond that, I I will formally come out here and say that Drake is the biggest pop star out. 
I, I agree with that statement. Well, and and I will say it like this, because racially ambiguous is the new mainstream. So he's able to tap in on both sides. He's able to go on one side or the other whenever he needs to. But the best thing about him is that he understands where and where he doesn't have authenticity. Where and where he doesn't have license, where he where and where he doesn't have authorization, and he plays the line very well. Plays the line extremely well. How how do we feel about him going using the whole New Orleans bounce thing? Just because he's kind of I mean, look, changed the style a lot. Listen, listen. I, I hate to be combative here, but how do we feel about him using Project Pat? How do we feel about him using Drew Down and rapping Forte, whole lyrics? How do we feel about him using uh, Two Short Influences? How do we feel about him biting off any other rapper? Like, it's Drake at this point. It's just he and, gets – I'm not saying he gets a pass, but he – if you look at any other rapper that's no, – that came out I, when he first came I, out, I, I, he's kind of used a lot of different styles and influence compared to, like, a J. Cole and a Kendrick. He's really no, no, no. gone from I, one I, special I, to the other. I will be risky and say that he is he is very blatant in his biting. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and not only is he blatant, he's kind of like, and I hate to draw this comparison, but how Jay-Z said he wasn't biting, he was bigging up his brother. Is He's trying to take that route, but not doing the Jay-Z situation. He's actually really biting, but saying he's bigging up his brother. He had to retroactively send rapping forte a hundred thousand dollars for that who do you love verse so <laughs> as a native californian i want to personally get my reparations back by trashing him now and then you feel me everything else will come later retroactively yeah i mean just the whole i don't have a problem with him doing the whole using the whole new orleans bounce thing but it did it did it does feel a little I don't want it's, to say it's indie. disingenuous. It's, dis- it's disingenuous. Well, it's not, not authentic. Not even that, but just the fact that he had all those women in his video, what he couldn't like, he couldn't squeeze a big Frida cameo in there. Like, like couldn't get couldn't get that in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, use the voice and all that stuff. But a, a comedian also made a very funny point, but it's very relevant. He could have also put Monique in the video. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, you're right. That would have changed the whole narrative about Monique had Monique been in that video. Bro, let me keep it very real. He could have changed Monique's life. He could have put black women... If he really wanted to do something for black women, he could have really took a black woman that was hurting, put her in a position to win overnight. Overnight. That would have changed the whole narrative. First off, she she has one of her older series... I mean, one of her older specials on Netflix... People would have started watching that immediately. This is called a Drake stimulus package. It will take you, if you're a block boy JB, from 5,000 followers to 250,000 followers overnight. So this is very real. The Drake stimulus package is very real. And he's very aware of what he's able to do as somebody who's some, someone who's able to have not only half blood on both sides, but also half fans. You have real core mainstream fans, and you have real core street fans. You can activate them at any time. Sometimes he does both right right now. Yes, he's he's got it, man. He's yeah. like he's, he's really the, he he's, has the juice. 
whether 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 people consider him a rapper or pop star or anything like that, he's he's number, he's number it one in it doesn't for matter. everybody. If, if we're talking about the grand scheme of things, if we're talking about the larger scale, Drake is the man, and there's nobody else touching him right now as far as being an overall superstar by himself. He's untouchable. He's untouchable. I I think Kendrick is a better rapper. I feel like Kendrick is a better rap star. But Kendrick cannot touch his star as far as being just an artist in general. Yeah, there's Drake. There's, there's Drake has mastered. Drake. Drake has mastered versatility, and he's understood that he's going to lean on a strength whenever possible. Well, I have a question for you both, um, while we're on the subject of Drake, before we move on really quick. Okay. Now, what What are your thoughts? Okay, so we know that uh, Drake's mom is white. I'm correct. Uh, I think she's like Jewish or something, and then like. His father's black, and we know that J. Cole's mom is white, and J. Cole's dad is black, but Logic has the same setup, yet we give Logic a lot of flack for wanting to be really submerged into the hip-hop culture. And I'm glad you brought that up. And kind of policing his words. So how do you guys feel about the N-word with Logic compared to people who clearly have the same, I guess, parental makeup? I mean, of course, if we look at Logic, he looks more white than compared to a J. Cole, but, I mean, literally, if, if we're going by genetics, genetics, they kind of have the same, you know, setup. So why are we more so accepting of this, you know, those two using the N word or, you know, or we claim them as hip hop and we put them on the forefront, but logic kind of gets that, that little kid knock like, okay, yeah, we hear you, but we really don't care. Okay. Who's going first? I'll let you get it. You got to go. Go ahead. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll first start off by saying the way they look dictates not only what they talk about, but how they're received. In addition, their origin from where they come from and where they go to or where they uh, collaborate with or, or where they go play their colloquialisms makes them who they are. J. Cole is a native North Carolinian who went to New York for college and didn't go to a really pop in New York school. You went to St. John's, but you feel me? You didn't, you didn't go to NYU. You feel me? You didn't step out. You didn't pop out. Um, as far as Logic's situation is concerned, he's a direct-to-consumer, direct-to-audience marketer and artist independent from Maryland. And you're not even from, from the – the popping part of Maryland, you're from the 301. So you're coming from a situation where you're you're on the outside looking in. Drake's situation is he's coming from a major city in Canada, the probably most major city in his country. Not to mention he politics with people from major cities down south, up north, Midwest, and he happens to have a house in the West Coast. So he's able to play his situation off, not to mention he's been here longer, so he has the benefit of also being a part of a situation where people accepted him as black way before these other people came along. Like, even though J. Cole and Drake are peers, Drake is definitely this man's former by, by a long shot. He was accepted way, way ahead of time. Logic later down the line, but... Logic and J. Cole were more so accepted at the same time. Yeah, I think for Logic, it is 
mostly about the way he looks. Yeah, he looks like when Superman. You look at him, he looks. He doesn't look like he has a white dad. A yeah. black dad, I'm sorry. He does not look like a mixed kid. And I, I listened to his, his earlier mixtapes, and he, he, he did say the N-word on there. And I didn't, I didn't think nothing of it because I didn't really ever see him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I listened to his music, but I never, like, I, I wasn't following him on Instagram or anything like that. So I didn't really know what he looked like. But it didn't feel weird at that time. But I think with his last album, he just, it's just the, he really pushed the whole being mixed thing. Like, he really, like, I understand, because I'm not going to say like other artists haven't, because J. Cole and Drake have both rapped about being mixed. But Logic, if you listen to that album, it seemed like every other song, he wanted to make it a point to you, like, hey, I'm mixed. Don't forget about that. We matter too. And he's just trying to, he's really pushing that that narrative of him. And but you just also, look at him, you're just like, ah, you look, you, ah, you just don't, that's a, I don't know, that, man. That's a good point because he also has to fight harder for how he looks because there's no way in hell people are going to look at him and, and just be like, oh, he's black. Yes. You feel me? That's never going to happen for him. And, and then so, he shaved his head. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He, he, he calls himself the young Bruce Willis, and Bruce Willis is a white dude, so it's like, yeah. yeah and Bruce, Bruce Willis is the worst person to be like, that's not the right hill to die on. Nah. He doesn't have the best advisors right now, not to mention he also doesn't have a black girlfriend, so it doesn't help him. He's not doing the best for himself, but he's making a lot of money, and he's pleasing his fans, so it's, it's a real catch-22, I can't lie. Oh yeah, he's got a he's got a super heavy cult following. Like this, the people that it, fuck with Logic really fuck with him. Well, actually, let's let it be said that all of these mixed people have cult followings, and if we want to tear them from uh, an integration vertically, Drake, J. Cole, and Logic all have core mobilized diehard fans. These people are moving nowhere, immobile. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. They're going to, like, as much as people clown Logic for all his, you know, piece of positivity and all the way he talks, and he's, like, kind of nerdy, and it's just like, oh, man, he's he's not going anywhere. Like, he's going to be, like, he said he was going to retire after his last album, but he's not going anywhere. He's going to keep making music. He's going to keep putting out music. And Look, look, look. Not only is he not going anywhere, Logic is getting stronger as an artist. Yes. <laughs> people, for, people forget Gold Link did well. Got nominated for a Grammy. Wale did did okay. He kind of lost the year. But let's talk about how Logic is the person who not only won, but also carried the DMV. He sold a, a quarter million records independent by himself first week. That's five that's five times the amount that's five times the amount as Nipsey. Let's let's that's crazy. <laughs> Wale sold like eighty thousand records, maybe. I want to say he sold like twenty, thirty thousand. His his album his album was really bad. Wale's album. Yeah, not the most recent one. The one right before. The one right before. The one we all forgot about because Wale <laughs> dropped that hit. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's look at Wale's discography. I don't even remember. Yeah, Wale. Wale's been having a. He's having a rough go of it lately. Like like you said, the last yeah. his last look, two look, albums, he just kind of. Shine, shine. That last album. With the song with Jeezy on it, yeah, and he had a song with Davido on there, "Fine Girl" or some shit like that. Oh, the yeah, the, that's it, that's it, that's it. The shine song, that my PYT song that just, just yeah. didn't catch on or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and like uh, he said, I mean, he was on there too. 
Look, I'm gonna say it like this: Even though we we've had we've but we've butted heads in public before, I think the guy is extremely talented, and I think he has a lot going for him. I just also think he has too many enemies, and he doesn't have the right amount of team behind him to push him beyond the people that hate him. So he's fighting all his enemies on his own. Yeah, you would think. Uh... Being signed to MMG would kind of help boost him up a little bit. He's not that 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 situation is is defaulted. MMG is no more. I mean, it is, but his label deal, like they're all they all they're all done with that. That label deal has ended. So, so no, now, no one's a, on there. That's why he just dropped that new recent project because he's a free agent. Eesh. All right. Well, I mean, he has his own label imprint, but. They're not currently signed to anything major on their own. They're looking for a new home. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, so I guess kind of like just just keeping with that energy um, in regards to like, you know, doing it on your own, getting it going and getting out there. Our favorite, well, my favorite, I don't know if it's everybody else's favorite, but Cardi B dropped um, what, on Friday. So how was, how was everyone feeling about Cardi B? Great album. Great album. Spectacular album, life changing album, <laughs> really good, top, really just really good top to bottom, really well thought out, really well planned. And I just want to give a shout out to Atlantic Records because you, you the fucking did it. Is working. The machine not is a, not working. only is the machine working, but you bet the chips on the fucking house. And that's how you do it. Put all the money on Cardi B. Why not? Nobody hates her. And the niggas that can hate her can't touch her. I thought she was done. Look, I thought she was done after that flu statement. But I totally forgot that Nipsey is signed to Atlantic too. And guess who did a Breakfast Club interview for his album right after Cardi B said that flu bullshit? Nipsey did. Nipsey vindicates her. Cardi B is back on top within two days. Everybody forgets the flu shit. And then she goes to hit All-Star Weekend. All is good. She is a winner, bro. This yeah. shit is for real. Yeah. She is She is the Little Kim, Foxy, J-Lo hybrid we wanted. We've yeah. always... Look. That's an interesting people, No, look. People shit on J-Lo, but black women at a, at a particular time were envious of J-Lo because she was... She was stealing. Don't get me wrong. She was stealing uh, verses from Deborah Cox. She was stealing our producers, track masters, this and the like. But she was making incredible progress as a woman of color, has an incredible ass, and great outfits. So you feel me? Like Cardi B is all that mixed into one. She has the Latin flavor. It's authentic. But she's black. She's claiming her blackness. She's walking in her blackness. And she's using it to sell records. Let, let me make a point. There has never been an album that has gotten a hood nigga producers paid so fast in my entire life. Cassius J, DJ Mustard, DJ Official. Uh, I think even Zaytoven has a, had a ghost credit on here as well. Uh, Southside did the intro. Like... Oh my God! You're using like Waka Flocka's old producers. You feel me? Like this is incredible. This is really big, and nobody is talking about the entire totality of it. 
Not to mention, she even carried the Bodak Yellow producer, Jay White, from Kansas City, Kansas, gave him two more beats on the album, including the song with all the international artists on there. Talk about putting your niggas on. Yeah, Cardi, I think the team behind Cardi really did a really, really great job. I know just like for me playing the album, so I, I kind of hate to do the midnight li listen, but I did a midnight listen of this album because I could not go to sleep. And uh, what is it? Get, what is it? Get up, stand down, Tim, whatever the intro is. It, I mean, it got that, it got, it has a Meek Mill vibe, like the Dream and Nightmare vibe. Like she cannot escape that comparison because that's what it felt like. And Pretty I much. think. I think even running through that album, like I sat through Bodak Yellow, and Bodak Yellow is an old song that's like if you hear it on the radio, you can switch the song. But like the way that the album flowed, for the most part, it made you sit through Bodak Yellow, and I thought that spoke a lot of the album. I think my favorite, my top two is definitely Big and Head, which if we if we have to jump out the bag and say this is the song of the summer, that's the song of the summer. Nice for what is nice, but Big and Head will turn. A clean situation into something raunchy. Really, fit like this goes off in my nasty hoes. Like that's all I need, <laughs> and it's over. It's over for the rest of the night. So um, that, but I think the one, the one negative that I have, because I feel like you gotta have a, everything can't be perfect. The one negative I did have, um, and shout out to Charlie, my, one of my friends, Charlie. We were kind of talking about the album, and he pointed it out, is that she started off with that intensity. You know what I'm saying? That that get up like in the dreams, the dreams and nightmares intro. You get your club hit, but the second half of the album was when she started the, you know, she was she was trying to sound. Like, clearly, when you come out with your first album, you don't know what your sound is. You just kind of see what happens, what sticks, what people gravitate to. So Atlantic tried a lot of different sounds, and honestly, they all worked for her, which is a big, I mean, I think that's why people are so taken back by the album being that great, because everything that she tried, it worked. Um, but if you listen to the second half of the album, you get the uh, go to your phone, the song with SZA. Like, the, the fact that she ended that song on the SZA song, I was just kind of sad because I was just like, I felt like those controversial, like, these could be applied to Offset songs should have been in the middle of the album. And those empowerment, those, those empowerment songs like Big and Head or maybe She's, She Bad with YG, like, I feel like YG, She Bad should have ended the album. Like, that's just my personal opinion. Um, and of course, that that interesting song with Chance the Rapper. That was probably the only feature that threw me the fuck off. I was just like, not I expecting thought, that. I thought IP, you know, I thought Energy Plant, but I just let it ride. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a bad song. Don't get me wrong, it's not a bad song. But I was just like, nothing about Cardi B's like nothing about from what I know her from Instagram up until to the point where she gets screams like, oh, she called an ex for a Chance the Rapper feature. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, like the whole like Get it, her Jay Look, feature, all that makes sense, but I, I'm glad you made those points because the way they were teasing the album made me weary of like, okay, I don't see too many features. That means they're gonna throw hella features on there last minute, and I know how this is gonna go. You feel me? Like once I seen that, I was like, okay, there's gonna be hella features on there because Atlantic is really pressing this machine up. Like, she really has three-fourths of the album as features, which isn't bad, but it's not It's not necessarily making her unique. It isn't like 21 Savage. Like, 21 Savage pretty much did his whole out, first album on his own. Not to mention he produced his hit single or got the production credit for his hit single and is able to now make every single dollar off of that one single alone, which is still his, his big, biggest single to date. 
Um, my thing about Cardi, and I'm glad you brought this up, Maisha, but my thing about Cardi is that the, even though the album changed, I'm glad she was able to express her versatility and do it early. So now if she wants to do a Travis Scott where, you know, she starts off in that like white rock punk lane or that mainstream pop hood lane, she can still go super hood and bring the mainstream with her. I made a point earlier that Nicki Minaj always tried to sell out instead of sell herself. And that was always her hindrance. She's always been her her biggest enemy because she never was able to let go of the Young Money machine. Young Money makes really incredible male artists. But for Nicki Minaj, I think it hurt her because it put ceiling over her head. She didn't need to go pop. She didn't need to start singing. Even though she's been good at it, she could have used those resources to redefine and enhance what she's doing in the rap and R&B sphere, and she could have took that to the next level. Because she didn't, and because she never separated from Young Money, she was just taking L after L, and now she can no longer make a good song on her own. She is now a remix rapper, and a bad one at that. Wow. That, okay, that's an interesting take. Before Oof. we get, before we diverge Oof. really into this Nikki discussion, because I'm glad you brought it up, because we're going to get to that. Like, how did you feel about the the album, though, Marcus? I, I would love to hear your take, because I um, think you are, I think you're Team Barty, right? Yeah. I mean, as someone that listened to her mixtapes, I listened to, I liked her singles. I liked Bodak Yellow. I liked No Limit. I liked uh, the remix she did with Bruno Mars. As someone that liked her music as a fan of hers, this album was everything I wanted. My, I guess minus the uh, maybe the Chance rapper, because it's like Cardi B, 21 Savage, that makes sense. Cardi B, Migos, that makes sense. Look, Cardi look, B, look, SZA, I, makes hey, sense. Cardi I, B, Chance the Rapper, eh, eh, the brands hey, really go together for me. That was the best Chance the Rapper verse I've ever heard in my life. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I, saying it's a, I'm not I'm saying it's a, sorry. Best I'm not saying it's a rapper song. ever. No, no, it's definitely an ab- uh, an abrasive, abrasive collaboration. Because who wants to hear Chance the Rapper? Honestly, let's let's be real. We're all grown ups here. That means no, we don't involve true. ourselves in Chance the Rapper rap. But <laughs> what I'm saying is that Atlantic was willing to bank everything on this woman to the point where it was like it's like Netflix. Netflix looks at what movies are selling on Netflix and what artists and what actors are in there. And because of it, they will extract the best out of each of these and put you all on one movie and make it a Netflix movie. They do it with Adam Sandler all the time. They take him and take other actors and stuff he's been good with and they put him in movies on Netflix that we never know about that sell millions of streams just because they're on Netflix. This is pretty much what Atlantic Records did. Let's put Cardi B with Chance the Rapper. Let's put Cardi B with J Balvin and Bad Bunny. Let's put Cardi B in 21 Savage. Let's put Cardi B with YG. Let's put Cardi B with DJ Mustard. Kills Two Birds with One Stone. You feel me? Like, they have to check off all the bases here. And they did. For the most part, I don't, I don't see a base they didn't check or try to check on their way up and or out of making Cardi be a superstar. Yeah, they're going to get they're getting everybody's listens with that uh that track listing, but as someone that likes her music, 
this album was exactly what I want for her from her as far as like the the content. She's got turn up songs. She's got ratchet songs. She's got you know the relationship songs. She's she did what she was supposed to do. Like if I'm if I'm Atlantic, I am ecstatic about this because even after that, she job well done. Yeah, job she, well done. She went to SNL. She yeah. her album's getting rave reviews. No one's like really trashing it. I mean, there's people. No, the, 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 the reviews are the best part. The reviews are the best part. Yeah, you outside know, outside of the barbs, you know, it's not really too. Much yeah, <laughs> except you know, niggas on Twitter, or whatever, or the barbs or whatever, they'll hate on it just because that's what they do. But yeah, no, they're I'm, stupid. But look, I'll, I'll put it like this: I've been in two states in the last seventy-two hours, and I've heard five different songs on the radio. That means that not only are people trying different things out, but people are willing to hear the entire album on the radio, no stall. And she has clean versions ready. Atlantic is ready. They are betting everything on the house. Exactly. And I, I'm going to go out and say this, and you know, follow me on Twitter at it's underscore triples. Find me a verse better than Cardi's verse, the second verse that she did, which is the third verse on the song on Body Your Cardi. I listened to that album front to back, and it's that I don't know what Offset told her, because it's clearly she's got her Migos flow going on. So I don't know what Offset told her before she stepped in the booth, but the way Cardi spits on that third verse—I mean, well, the, her second verse, but the third verse on Barty and Cardi—I don't think she could top it, no top though. So prove me wrong. Follow me on Twitter. Let me know. But you know, with us speaking on Atlantic. The other notable female rapper is also signed to Atlantic, if I'm not mistaken. This is Onika Mirage, a.k.a. Nicki Minaj, who told us today on Thursday at 1 o'clock she's going to drop not one but two singles. So Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I think she's signed to Universal, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, you know what? She is Universal. She is Universal. Because right. the, the Cash Money, Young Money engine runs through the Universal distribution even right. though they're not paid for, Baby keeps extending his his stay there on different record company advances. It's a long story, short story, but it's <laughs> universal. <laughs> it's universal. Well, my fault. So let's go into. No, it's no worries. My bad. Let's go, let's go into the universal machine. Let's see what kind of they have cooking up. But how do you guys feel about Nikki teasing us with new music on Thursday? Do we have expectations? Like, I mean, what what what's going on through your head when you saw because. Honestly, that was a talk of Twitter today. That was, can Nikki deliver? Can Nikki live up to the Nikki that most fans fell in love with, you know? Yeah, I, back, I, back I, found, I found myself even falling into the trap today and talking about it as well. But I said very three very poignant things. She can, one, save her entire career if she right now at this very moment drops the hardest song of her life. Because not only has Drake and Cardi B played their hand, but they are also two people close to her that have separated themselves from her and have shown more promise for the future than she has shown for the last three years. Two, she can actually reverse the bad streak that she has started of bad records and half of bad features from 2015 on. And third, she can pretty much redefine her entire existence and career as a rapper and now get the start that she wants and separate herself from Young Money and do everything alone and independent if she really feels like she can do it. I think she can. 
I felt like she was always the most powerful person in Young Money. She never just knew it, and she never wielded her power enough at the time in the rap space to formally dominate rap when she had the clear landscape. But now she can do it when there's competition on the male and female side, and she can do it just by rapping. But if she does not bring those bars, it is over for Nicki Minaj. We do not want to hear any more excuses. We do not want to hear any more songs. We do not want to hear any more additives. I, <laughs> I, will, I will somewhat agree with what he's saying. I do think that this album will define Nicki's career. Because her, her first album, it was not that great because they had to release that 1.5 like they had to release like do a re-release of it the pink print i i personally thought it was a good album i thought it was solid there was a couple there was it was a little too long there was a couple of songs that could have cut out but i think the features that she had last year i think if 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 her features are any like indication of what her album is going to be like then i am I have high expectations for her album because I did like her features. I did like, you know, Rake It Up. I did like uh, Plain Jane. I did like her verse on Motorsport. So if she's going to be rapping, she needs to rap like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I understand that you're not going to get a Nicki Minaj album without some singing, without some harmonizing. But she needs to put out a hip-hop album. Like, this is... Immediately. Immediately. She's in the fork in the road in her career. Like her career is not going to be over per se because Nikki's established. Like she's got hundreds of millions of followers. She her shit gonna be over, bruh. No, I'm sorry. just I, sorry, bruh. I, I hate to be that nigga. Her shit gonna be over. As when it comes to hip hop and rap music, yes, I agree with that. But, but that's as far but as that's, as far as that's all that numbers. matters in authenticity, though. Look, if she doesn't want to be designer, if she doesn't want to just be doing records with Steve Aoki and Diplo for the rest of her life, she needs to tap in. She needs to fully tap into her ancestors. She needs to tap into her queen's bag. She needs to call up Fifty Cent, the person who she should have been dating these last five years. She look. <laughs> what? Look, two, two trolls deserve each other. I swear to God. They could have been the best power couple, but that's neither here nor there. But she needs to tap into her bag, bro. Like, she cannot be saved other than bringing the bars. If she doesn't bring the bars, bro, she will be a gimmick from now on. People already think she's a gimmick now, and she has to prove herself out of that. So without proving herself out of that, she will forever be a more of a gimmick. Well, I think I, I, I agree with, with both Marcus and Chubby. I think, it, I mean, Nikki's under a lot of pressure. Like Thursday, I mean, when I say make or break, in a sense, like for me, it's a make or break because whatever Nikki gives me on Thursday, that's going to determine, like I'll still go listen to the album when she puts her date or her date out, but it's going to determine whether I really give a fuck or not. I think, the, I mean, the door's open. Like we just need Nikki to rap. Like we know, like, like you said, we heard Motorsport. We heard the Plain Jane remix, you know, even going back to what she did, the feature with Gucci Man, the Make Love record, like, we hear these peaks and these flashes of hip-hop Nikki, and it's just like, be consistent with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like Marcus said, I get it. We're, we're, I mean... But that's, that's my problem. Why are we seeing flashes of the person that you should be regardless? This is my issue. 
Why are we? Why are we have to force rappers to be rappers? I also have an issue with Drake doing this often, but he's not as egregious because he brings the bars. And if he doesn't bring the bars, he's going to bring the meaning or the thought or the process or the execution. Nicki Minaj is not going to bring any of that right now because she's just trying to push some narrative in some particular way, and she can't get any traction. She's gotten no traction on her own. Everything she's done well over the last three years has been on the back of another person's record. Even the beef was on the back of controversy. It wasn't on the back of innovation or pioneering anything of Nikki's own career. And this is a big, major red flag for somebody who's tailor-fit her own career from day one. So I, I have a major issue, and I see this, I see this ship sinking. The iceberg has hit the Titanic, man. Like, people need to stop acting stupid. Like, come to the fucking realization that Nicki Minaj is not the person that she once was. And she cannot put the same output out, and she's not being embraced the same. Not to mention, this bitch is fucking old. Like, let's get over it. Like, <laughs> well, listen, it is going to be very fun to promote this episode because the barbs are going to try to get you out of the tank, Toby. I'm just going to put that out there. But, um, yeah, I'm drunk. Let's light it up. <laughs> well, here, here's also something I want to go ahead and bring to the timeline because I feel like the podcast should be out before she drops. Uh, Industry insider Nicki Minaj will not be featured with Cardi B or Beyonce on one of these two tracks releasing on Thursday. So I saw that tweet floating around. I did some digging around, some calling around of some people that actually heard the song. Um, and those two are not on. They're not on Barbie teams, I think. Let me double check my. Yes, um, Barbie teams and Chung Lee. Yeah, so they're on. Neither are on the new Nicki Minaj songs. The quote, and this is from my industry insider, says, "I like Barbie Barbie teams. It's a bit reminiscent of a cut from her mixtape." Yeah, that's a, that's saying a lot. That's saying so, a lot. Um, that's I guess that's the the energy we need to bring listening to Barbie teams. Uh, my, my industry insider says that the. Chubb Lee song or whatever the hell the name of the other song is um, has not been put into their little system yet. So he hasn't, well, he or she hasn't heard it. So, um, but yeah, so that gives us something to look forward to. But I guess we can kind of transition into like the big topic on the timeline is with Cardi, you know, with Cardi dropping on Friday and her getting a lot of love and Nikki coming out uh, with music. Uh, excuse me, on Thursday, the conversation is, okay, well, can Nikki upstage Cardi? Will we care about Cardi come Thursday at 1 o'clock? I mean, that's what we're waiting for. And it's not upstage. The whole Young Money is trying to put projects out on the back of Cardi's success. Let's not get it fucked up. Drake started the trend, and he usually does this because he understands that he needs women to make his success extended in one way or another. But don't be surprised if you see something from Lil Wayne soon as well. I know he dropped a collab situation uh, with, with Joel Santana, uh, but the whole Young Money uh, Empire does not sleep, bro. They need to get their money and tour money somehow because Birdman not going to give it to them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. I I, I mean, because we like, I think it was a conversation we were happen, having. People are saying, you know, Drake put that song out on that day as like to to as loyalty to Nicki Minaj so it's like because Nicki couldn't do it because if Nicki did it Nicki's the petty one so instead of Nicki doing it she has Drake do it for her and in my, Drake in my thought, 
Drake ain't low. He ain't low. No, I, I guess my thought is like, like we said, Drake is the biggest star out here. Like, I don't, I feel like Drake has a plan for what he wants to do. And I don't think he makes moves based on any other artist, and especially not a brand new artist like Cardi B. Like, Cardi B's hot right now, but Drake's been hot for a long time. Like, since he came out, he's had a song on the top 100 since like maybe the end of last year. That's a long ass run Drake's had. Like he's, whenever he puts songs out, he's always gonna chart. So I just, I just feel like it's the whole conspiracy theory, my third eyes open thing. Like I feel like Drake has a plan for what he wants to do with his music, and I don't think Cardi B came into the equation when he did. Like I feel like Drake knew in January what he's gonna, what he was gonna do today. Bro, like I look, feel like he's planned it out. Look, bro, I'm gonna tell you straight up. He knew what he was gonna do. But he understood that he was waiting for Cardi B to make her first move. He knew, and everybody else knew, that Cardi B album was coming. She had too many hot singles out for no album to be on the way in a surprise or otherwise type format. He knew. Let's let bro. We can play stupid if we want to, but we knew Cardi B album was coming after Budak Budak Yellow hit its third million. <laughs> like I don't. I just don't. I just don't think Drake waits for an artist. Like he doesn't wait. He doesn't need to wait for anybody. He can drop a song whenever he wants, and it's going to go number one. Can, He's going to do numbers regardless. No, I I definitely believe he waits because he understands the business of everything. If he understands that Cardi B went gold and before three o'clock that day, that means five hundred thousand people are listening to something today. Five hundred so five hundred thousand people are up today. That means he can get 750 before the day is over. And he did. If Drake drops uh, Nice For What last week with the same video, the same song, I feel like it still does the same numbers because it's Drake. No. But I think, it's, I think it's forgotten. Definitely I think it's, I think it's forgotten. If, if, okay, let's just say, so Cardi drops April 6th. If we go a week back and Drake drops and then Cardi drops, like, I don't think we're talking about Drake on April 6th at all. Like, we don't even think about it. And I think... I mean, I agree. Like, I can think on, on the same thing. I, I agree with both of you guys. Like, I don't necessarily think Drake sat back and said, all right, April 6th, because I know Cardi's album coming. But at the same time, I do think he was paying attention to who was dropping, when they were dropping, how much success they do have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, agree, on, I agree on both sides, but I don't necessarily think Drake was sitting at home or with his camp. Like, all right, whenever Cardi says she's going to drop her album, that's when we're going to drop this video. But I do think he was paying attention to what they were doing and especially looking out for, for Nikki, you know, he literally worships the ground Nikki walks on, like it's either her or Rihanna. So I, you know, I feel like they may have had a little conversation, chopping it up, like, Hey, I'm planning this to do this, but I ain't going to be ready in time. Like do what you do, do what you got, you know, and he, he took one for the team and it paid off for both of them. I mean, you're still listening for nice for what, and you're still listening to, whatever, you know, Cardi song that she was fucking with on the album or you listen to the whole album. So I don't think it hurt either one of them um, per se, but I do think Drake was paying attention. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Hot take time. I think Drake purposefully and blatantly and explicitly waited for Cardi to drop her album for him to drop this one single. I definitely think so. I think that this particular single is targeted explicitly for Cardi's market. Not to mention the market of people that would have not been listening to Cardi could also enjoy the single as well. What so, is what what is Cardi's market? 
And Cardi's market is women that aren't taking no for an answer. Okay. AKA, AKA the nasty hoes from across the globe. Yeah, exactly. Because all them hoes not nasty. I'm gonna keep it real with you. It's some chast hoes acting fake nasty, but they're gonna do. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna do it for the image. They're gonna do it for the respect. Not to mention, they're gonna do it for the solidarity for what Cardi B is fighting for and what Cardi B is talking about and representing. So the women's group think is way stronger than ours. Drake's loyalty to Nicki Minaj is not. Bigger than the loyalty the women have to Cardi B, and that's why we are here talking about what we are talking about today. So here's the question: So Thursday, Nikki drops two singles. Let's just say they're fire. Like we got rapid Nikki, you know, it's it's amazing. We we're just in love. Can these two coexist at the same time in the same season? She's only dropping two singles because Drake did the same thing earlier this year and won, and he's still winning off those very two same singles and would still be winning even if he didn't drop that new single at all. He dropped Diplomatic Immunity and he dropped God's Plan all in the same weekend, and both songs are still charting to this very day. Yeah, I feel like I was saying that earlier as far as like what Drake does. When Drake drops, he does numbers, and it doesn't Look, matter who's out. And, and Drake <laughs> is numbers. trying trying to please everybody by look if you want bars listen to Di diplomatic immunity you can get that street drake that greasy talking drake all that right there if you want the pop significant mainstream harmonizing half rapping drake i have the hit for you and it's going to go over well nikki is going to try to do the exact same thing but she's going to attack two different extremes she's going to attack the bully bars She's going to attack the people that want to hear her rap and prove something and testify. But she's also going to attack her core fans. She needs, she needs to galvanize her barbs because they are not proud to be barbs at this very moment. Now, the question was, do I think that Nicki Minaj and Cardi B can coexist like with new music at the same time? Yeah. I, I do think so. I, I don't think that there's going to be... Hell no. Any problem, and the, the only way they won't coexist is if the music is bad. Like if Nicki Minaj, if these two songs are bad, then people are probably gonna pick look, a side look, and go with Nicki Minaj look, or they, Cardi they, B. They didn't coexist beforehand. Rake It Up is a good song, but it's not hers, and it isn't better than Bodak Yellow. <laughs> Yo, listen, if the committee podcast like Twitter page is like deleted. Chubby swag, send the barbs over to kill the podcast. These takes are flying. I don't know what you got in your cup tonight, but these takes are flying. And let me tell you, the barbs are going And look, and look, look, rake it up. And look, they only did rake it up because Kamaya was getting so much love on niggas. And it's the, it's, it's the exact same beat, it's the exact same two short sample. And Yo Gotti was able to sell it better because of the promotion he had at the time. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. Nicki Minaj came up because of a Vagina China line. If it wasn't for that, bro, we wouldn't be talking about her right now. Even though I like Changed Up, I liked Wayne's part on there. I didn't like Nicki's part on the song. So she's been lacking for a long time and just putting together a string of bad records. And she wants her, she pretty much wants us to give her the Monique treatment. She wants us to save her. Wow. With, without working for it. Wow. Uh, I, why save you when you can work for it? Like, I, wow. I, I think her 
last few features have been pretty good. And like I said, I thought the the pink front wasn't features bad. are not her records, bro. Like I love it's her still, features. It still counts though. It still counts. No, she gets credit for those songs. Shit don't count. She not Craig Mack, nigga. She not making no career off that. She, she already has a career. Like she's not making her but, career. She already but has that's, one. That's my point. She has a career off that. She has a career already. So if she's regressing to only doing remixes or features, she's now turning into ludicrous. Well, she's not regressing. She's just taking time to do her album, and then in the meantime, she's, she's taking three years, bro. Three years. Three years. Kanye West is taking the same amount of she's time. Not he hasn't Kanye. Even done she's not Kanye. She's not Kanye. Okay, but she's as far as like, like star power, as far as like doing no, numbers, as far as no, no, doing no, numbers. No, she's not she's on not. the level of Kanye West. No, no. She has hundreds of millions of followers. She does her albums no. always sell. She's never been on the level of Kanye. West as far as influence, impact. I'm talking numbers. I'm talking numbers. Not even numbers. numbers. Kanye can demand fifty million from a record company. Nicki Minaj is not going to get that exact same I'm, money up front. When I'm talking numbers, I'm talking about streams and album sales. She doesn't do those kinds of numbers. Not no, anymore. She's not, not doing anymore. Kanye not numbers anymore. Not no. anymore. Not, not even. Anymore. Not, not even. Not even. Not even more. She. She was never doing Kanye type numbers. Bro. Bro. Look. Look, look, look. Kanye was on five back-to-back winning streaks that involved Watch the Throne, St. Pablo, and producing for two other niggas that went over platinum. So I don't see him folding to anybody other than himself and other white niggas of the particular time. But as far as Kanye himself, his influence is unique directly to himself i'm sorry i'm completely I'm, I, sorry like, I, and i agree with that i'm not talking about influence i'm talking about strict numbers but that's what i'm saying his numbers are reflected reflective of his influence he's able to do numbers off of everything clothing tour uh merchandise and music where Nicki minaj is not able to and has never been able to do the exact same kind of numbers without formal backing in some sort and i'm sorry i'm getting kicked out the bar so i'm gonna just have to holler at y'all on the later uh, i fuck with the committee podcast though oh I know, <laughs> this is random but yeah I'm, I'm getting kicked out of here i apologize i'm sorry okay all right well thank you chubby for stopping through everybody make sure to follow chubby um on twitter so you know, we'll pick this up back up on the timeline if you guys have more to add to, to Chubby's hot takes about Nicki Minaj. Yeah. I'm going to try to come back in via phone call, but we're going to work this out. We're going to work it out. But, yeah, I'm getting kicked out. I'm so sorry. I, I just paid my bill, too. I'll fuck with y'all. My bad. My bad. Super hot takes. Super hot. All right. Well, Breeze, I mean, you know, I think I think South Breeze is going to just come jump in for us at the at the moment to kind of take time. Animal. <laughs> it might be the liquor, though. Cause he did sound a little oh, slizzy. No, 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 that's that's chubby in real life. Okay, well, yeah. fair enough. So, <laughs> one of the things I heard him say, and again, I'm I'm neither a huge Nicki Minaj fan or a huge Drake fan or a huge Cardi B fan, but the thing about the uh, not counting uh, features as songs, a lot of people did that with that remix of Bruno Mars for Cardi B, True. and a lot of people essentially did that with G Eazy's song. Cause like they disrespect that man super nasty in his own song. Cause on the radio, like I didn't know he had two verses on this song, so I made it put the song in my playlist on title. So that's essentially a, a de facto Cardi B song as well. So people still kind of count that. Like anything she's on, I guess she has the aura, the presence now that it's now her song. It's a Cardi B song. 
So I, I couldn't really rock with that take, but I, I get what I, you're I, I, like I, said, I get both sides of the take just simply because, like, all right, at at that point, Cardi had Bodak Yellow, um, which, I mean, which, I mean, yeah, but also Cardi B also had two solid body pieces of work. I don't think a lot of people paid attention to it, but Gangsta Bitch music was solid body of work. Um, if you go back and listen to it now, and if you want to go compare it to Invasion of Privacy, um, but I just think her stardom at the moment with with Bodak Yellow being the breakout, and not many people knowing that she had that work, like we re- kind of relied on the features to kind of carry us until we get to Invasion of Privacy, and so now, you know, they still count. Like I mean, I think I think. In in Nikki's defense, kind of sort of the Cardi B thing, the Cardi B features counted, but I don't think they count anymore because now we have a body of work to judge. I think at that point we really didn't have the masses. Now, uh, as a music lover, like I said, I knew that two mixtapes existed. I knew that she had other singles and other songs that she, that she tried out, but for the casual listener, Bodak Yellow was the start of Cardi B for most casual listeners. So they only had Bodak Yellow and these features to kind of gauge her on, where with Nicki Minaj, going way back, we just, well, me as a casual, I mean, being a music lover, we had the So Icy mixtapes, we had Be Me Up Scotty. But to um, a lot of other people, before she dropped Pink Friday, you had the Five Star Remix um, with Yo Gotti, um, I'm trying to think. She had like a ton of features and that's how we solely judged her for who she was. And then we got Pink Friday and then now we have like actual bodies, bodies of work. So I think for right now, the Cardi B using her features, it, it kind of works for her up until April 6th when she dropped her album. But I don't think it counts now just because we have something to physically critique. I mean, isn't, isn't, isn't that what using or isn't that what getting features isn't, is it? Don't they use features to keep people talking about them while they're working on their project? Unless, okay. unless like, unless you're J. Cole, like most yeah. artists don't just go away completely. Like when once they start working on their album, they start to do that. But in the meantime, they try to get on, you know, a, a, a hot single or a summer song. So while they're still working on their album, people don't forget about them. That was what I was trying to say with Nicki Minaj. Like she's. Yeah, she hasn't put out her own songs or her own project, but within that time, she's been on some pretty big records and on some big singles. And I I don't know how that doesn't count as her putting out music. Like, granted, it's not her song, but she's putting out music also. She's just not, she just hasn't put out her project yet, but she's still putting out music. Yeah. I think it's interesting, but I mean, Nikki has done this before. This is not the first time Nikki has gone quiet, but then, you know, like, I guess gives us spurts of music via features, and then we get a complete single, and it's complete opposite of what we, you know, fought for. So, me personally, as a listener, my hopes are not up high just because I've been here before where Nikki gives us, like, the Chirac freestyle, and then we get to the emotions <laughs> when the, the single time rolls out. So yeah. I don't have really high expectations for Nikki. I want her. I want her to win. I, I've stated this many times on the committee podcast and just in general that this is the year of female female rap. So I want her to win. I want Nikki Minaj to come out with some heat so that we can have Nikki. We can have Cardi. We can have these other female artists, and we can just all you know they can all coexist. They all can just go hard for each other. But I, I mean, I don't have the high expectations that this is going to happen on Thursday. Well, well, let me, let me take that one. So with that, I think that with Nicki Minaj coming out, 
it's it's almost fail proof because you're gonna have like you were talking about earlier with the barbs. The bars will be re re-energized. The people that are diehard Nicki Minaj fans are gonna stream the album, regardless if it's good, medium, or trash or whatever. Then you have the other people that just flat out hate Cardi B for whatever it is. They're going to listen to the album as well, just to spite Cardi B. So you got two pots of Nicki Minaj to get from that. And then you have the casual rap people just want to hear, you know, if she got some bars in this album. And then you have the random people that are aware of her from her other projects as far as doing other shows and stuff like that. So I don't think that she's going to come out and flop. I don't think it's possible. And like you said, being, being what you said, the year of women, I think that's part of it, even though it seems petty or whatnot, it's the music business. And if, you know, pettiness or fake beef or conceived beef is going to move the needle and get people to listen to these albums and stream these albums, then it's a win for everybody in the industry. You know what I'm saying? So I think either way, it's going to be fine. Well, I, me personally, once uh, Nicki Minaj kind of went quiet on social media, that's when I was like, okay, I, I think she's not saying she didn't take her music seriously before, but I mean, to just go completely silent on social media, that, I mean, that kind of, that's, that's what LeBron does when the playoff starts. Like, you know, you can believe that or not. Like either it's like, he's probably on social media, but he's just not interacting. Like she's probably still on social media, but she hasn't posted anything. Right. And right. Her, her doing that to me makes me feel like, okay, she's going to take this album very seriously. She's getting rid of distractions. She's locking in on whatever sound or vision she's trying to accomplish. And for me, I do have high expectations for her because, and this, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I've said, I said this maybe four years ago, if I had to pick any rapper from Young Money to like start my label with, it'd have been Nicki Minaj just because of her versatility. I think she's a better rapper. I think she can give you the singing, the pop, and she can give you hardcore rap. Now the albums haven't shown that, but I do think the talent is there. And I think she's a better rapper than everybody on Young Money, including Drake. So I do have high wow. expectations for her. I'm, listen, I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest Drake fan. I'm damn sure not the biggest Nicki fan, but I probably would go with Drake. I probably would go with Drake if we were pulling somebody from Young Money, but... I'm, I'm pulling up from 30, but this is, this is something I said like three or four years ago. Like, Drake is obviously... His numbers and his trajectory are are going, and it's hard to deny the numbers that he does. But like I said, this this album from Nicki, it's got to be it for me. Like this has got to be the one for me to feel vindicated about what I said. Okay, so all right, so while we're waiting on you know for for the Nicki album, I guess besides Cardi B, what are who are some of your you know other female rappers are you listening to? Are you still focusing with the old school, or are there newer artists that you you know that you listen to now, or that you heard you ran across like through your music? Circuit? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like it's it's kind of crazy that we've been talking about female rappers for almost like over fifteen minutes, and we haven't mentioned Rhapsody. Like, obviously, exactly. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like Rhapsody has put out one of the better albums last year. Was Grammy nominated. Um, she went blow for blow with the best rappers every time she's on a feature. She's just as good, if not better, than any rapper, including Kendrick Lamar, on the song. But the artist that I listen to that's uh, new is a rapper from California, so Saweetie. Now, I was I was talking about the uh, the Black Panther soundtrack. And the one thing I felt like it was missing, because I thought it was a good, it's a great soundtrack. 
But if you see the movie, all there's a lot of women that are in power in that movie. Like the women are strong characters in that whole right. movie, and they kind of carry the movie. They never show like any kind of weakness, or they're not damsels in distresses. They're they handle their shit they're equal, on their yeah, own. They're equals, basically. Yeah. So so when the album came out, and I and I listened to it, you know, I liked it. But there was always something missing. And I was like, you know what? They, they're they missing that female rap voice. They didn't have a female rapper to kind of hold it down for the women. Because, I mean, if you watch, go watch Black Panther again, the women kind of carry that movie outside yeah. of like Killmonger. Like it's Killmonger and then all the women and then T'Challa somewhere kind of down at the bottom. Doing, yeah, doing his thing, you know, trying, to, trying to compete. So and then I listened, you know, to her album. I was like, "All right, this is fun. This is cool." It, I, like she could have been that voice on that album, and 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 she's from, I think she's from Oakland. That's where a lot of the movie was set in at the beginning. That's where the director's from. Kendrick Lamar's from California. He found another um, Oakland-based rap group, uh, Roesob. Yeah. They're from Oakland. So if he was able to find them, I'm kind of disappointed that he wasn't able to find her also. Because I yeah. feel like I feel like one or two songs with a female rapper rapping her ass off would have really brought that album together. But Oh yeah. And just speaking it, on like Oakland Oakland female rappers like Kamaya, that's like I think Kamaya's like in my top five current like female rappers that I just love that I always play. She's from Oakland. Um she's had features with YG. She's actually um on the lead single from YG's second album, Still Brazy, Why You Hate, and she's actually on the chorus. Um, so she's, you know, she's slowly but surely putting her, her, her foot out, but I think that would have been a big move to see Kendrick grab at least, even if he went back and grabbed Rhapsody, you know, they have songs together. If he would have went and got Rhapsody put on the album, I think that would have been It would have made sense. Huge, yeah. Um, but for me, yeah, I'm listening to a lot of Kamaya, I'm listening to a lot of Dreezy. Um, Amaretta out of Atlanta, I think, is very underrated. She's still in that SoundCloud market right now. Um, so I don't even really know if she's available on like the major streaming sites, but she's really pretty good. Um, it's a whole bunch of dolls out. So depending on which kind of rap, like kind of female rap you like, so if you like that, that braggadocious, like, you know, sexually charged music, you got Dream Doll, you got uh, Cupcake. Um, Cupcake's really viral though. She's really explicit, so I don't really. Yeah, I keep hearing about that. I need to. I really want the kids to listen to Cupcake, but you know, if you're a grown woman and or you know, you just don't give a fuck and you're sexually active, go check out Cupcake. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you know, and of course, and of course, I think also just being in this day and age, for a lot of a lot of people in the social media age, Nicki Minaj is the standard for female rappers. So I just encourage like listeners and you know people who have younger people around them, like put them on the little Kims, the Foxies, um, MC Lights, the Queen Latifahs. I think I think looking at that model that they had way back then, like all of those people, those names I've I listed, they coexisted at the same time. Like they did numbers at the same time. They did songs together. Like it wasn't any real sneak dissing going on. It, well, minus the little Kenneth Foxy shit, but you know, that's a different story. But for the most part, everyone coexists. So I feel like if we can take that model that they had back in the day and apply it to now, like so many, so many young girls that are rappers, so many established artists that may not be like mainstream, like we can all just elevate them up and 
had this this moment that we had a while a while back just have it now because um the night tonight the night tonight remix with angie martinez and Le- uh, left eye and missy elliott lil kim all that like we need one of those songs right now yes as far as like women and we kind of got it on motorsport but then the motorsport video came out and then it just kind of heightened the conspiracy theories that these yes. two people don't like each other so i think we really like not as, it don't have to be a unity song. Y'all, I mean, the woman can get on there and talk about drugs, talk about sex. I don't really care, but I want to see the females come together on a track, like a well-produced track, maybe even grab a female producer and just do some shit for the women. Like, women are running things right now. We've been, excuse me, we've been running things, but the eyes are on us now, and they see that we're running everything. Well, I mean, this is, this is what the success of Nicki Minaj can do. Like, Nicki Minaj whether you like her albums or not, or like her music, she did do numbers. She was somewhat successful. She's popular. And that success leads to a Cardi B. And that leads to a label being comfortable enough to be like, all right, we can put some money into this and we'll get some return on it. At least, you know, that like the the label doesn't care about, you know, women's rights and women empowerment (laughs) or whatever. They just want to get their money back. As long as you get their money back, they'll let you do whatever you want. So, with the success of Cardi B, hopefully that'll open the door for a Dreezy or a Tink or, or whoever. Oh, yeah, forgot come, about um, Tink. Shout out to Tink. Yeah, it, it'll give them, you know, the the leeway to say, like, hey, look at all these other female artists bringing in money. I can do the same thing. So now it turns into a thing where it's not just Nicki Minaj being successful for 10 years. It can be we can have a bunch of female rappers to the point where it doesn't even, we don't even notice that there's so many of them because there's, there's a bunch of them. Like there's like how many rappers from Atlanta are there out there? We don't, we don't just pick one rapper from Atlanta. Right. We have, there's, a you know, Jeezy, Gucci, Ludacris, T.I., Outkast, Big yeah. Boy, you know, everybody. We don't pick just one rapper out of California, one rapper out of New York. There's just, they're just there and hopefully, they exist, yeah. yeah, they can all make music and there, you know, there's so much money out there. Like I've read that Michael Jordan just became like a billionaire. Right. And in terms of money, like value, he's like the 420, 454th richest person in the world. Right, like, and he just made a billion dollars. Basically like the bottom of the shit. It's yeah. So. <laughs> There's like 400 people saying that, calling Michael Jordan a broke nigga. Yeah. He made a billion dollars. And you're telling me that there's not enough money for Nicki Minaj and Cardi B to make make music and make money? Like, I, I, I nah, man. There's plenty of money out there for everybody to get. There's it's not about the money, go. though. You got to think, rap is a competitive sport. It is competitive. That drives the market, though. Like, if you have two people, like you said, if there's some sort of fake beef or conspiracy about them, you know, going at each other as far as Drake dropping a single when her album came out. That's, for what it's worth, even if it's not true, that still is looked at as, hey, this is competition, this is quote-unquote war. I mean, Unity song is not going to move the numbers per se. Like, it might move the numbers momentarily, it might spike it, but if you have a subtle, unconfirmed beef for the next four years, they're sending subs for the next decade or so, that's going to keep both of them for for the, what it's worth relevant or in the you know, in the know, you know, as opposed to unity, like shit. Why do you think that the, this country is continuously in war? Because the shit makes money. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I, obviously beef sells. I'm just saying that we can have yeah. a bunch of female right. rappers that they're still, gonna get paid. they're still getting paid though. So like I mean, they're still getting paid, but I'm like at the same time, like why is it that? And, and this is not to shake Cardi because I love the album, but why is it that like we fucking going up for Cardi album when Rhapsody got to say like it's not like Rhapsody got a Grammy and a Grammy award winning album, and I could probably call like uh, 50 people and they probably tell me they never heard a song off. We did not have that same. We did not have that same energy for Rhapsody. Right, like I just, that, would, that would be I mean, that would be a, that would be a Dolphin Savage. That's what I'm saying. I just I, I'm not necessarily saying that everybody got to do Kumbaya and there's no competition, but we can coexist. Like I can uplift Rhapsody and then go play Big and Head behind it. Well, but the thing <laughs> is with that, the thing that with that that I don't like is that how they didn't get the same energy is that you have again Rhapsody is a better rapper, but she doesn't have the battery in her back. Like we were talking about this offline of the day. Is that you have Oprah Magazine, you know, I don't know if it's really Oprah, I don't believe this is really Oprah, they, making it look like that she was listening to Cardi B's album. Like, if you would think about it, you'd be like, hey, well, I figured Oprah would be more of a Rhapsody type person. Like, I don't imagine the Oprah's really listening to Cardi B's album, but like I said, the battery's in her back and this is the push she's getting. But better artists like a Rhapsody, for example, doesn't get that same push. And that's, if I were them, I'd be discouraged because, like, yeah. that's the difference between the rap entertainment world and actual hip hop and rappers, which is kind of sad. You know what if, I'm I, if I was Rhapsody, I would like not even if I'm Nicki Minaj, I'm fine. If I'm Cardi B, I'm fine. If I'm Rhapsody, I'm kind of feeling away because oh, uh, people brought a lot of energy for Cardi B. And, you know, when Nicki Minaj drops her two singles, the people are going to be talking about it all over the place. And Rhapsody doesn't really get that kind of kind of pusher, you know, the, the battery, the whatever the battery is. She doesn't get that kind of push. And, it might have, it probably has something to do with how, like, the content she raps about. And she might have that Missy Elliott thing where it's like, as a woman, there, there's that, I mean, it is what it is. Like, hip hop is a male dominated art form. And Rhapsody is kind of, she doesn't look like Cardi B or Nicki Minaj. Now, that's a conversation for another day that we can, we can discuss. But we're going to go ahead and, Close it out here. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to DJ Chubby Swag for joining us. Um, Chubby's also <laughs> Chubby's also with the Howard University too, so he's part of Game News. Ah, Scam yeah, we know it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, last last uh, female rap artist I'm gonna shout out, and you know a lot of people see it on my time. I think I'm trolling, but it's like this is a real. Oh my God! Here we go. I really fuck with it. Shout out to the one and only Atlantic that I have to keep the same energy they have. Akari, when my bitch Bad Baby drops, Cash Me Outside. Oh no! Oh, no. Well, listen, listen. When Bad Baby drops, I'm going to the show in Atlanta. So if you if you're listening to the podcast, you want to pull up, see Tribbles. I'll be at the Bad Baby show in uh, Atlanta. And yeah, like keep that same energy, Atlanta. That's all I gotta say to Atlantic about that baby. Shout out to Bad Baby. Shout out to Howard University, everybody. I am, um, yeah. I am disgusted right now. Oh Go listen goodness. to it. So you haven't even listened to it. Go listen to her music. And I will not. I will not. I will not. I challenge all the listeners to Committee Podcast. Go listen to Bad Baby. Uh, I would say Rolling Peace Freestyle or the High Bitch Remix. Those are my two favorite songs right now. And yeah, well, two favorite Bad Baby songs. So yeah. Word. All righty. So... If y'all if y'all feel so inclined, go check out that music, and uh, we will talk to y'all next time. Follow us on the community podcast Twitter page or the Instagram. Does anybody know what it is? I don't know what it is off the top of my head. 
just type in the committee podcast. You can follow yeah. me at Marcus underscore Sniffles. Uh, you can follow It's Tribbles. Follow what the uh, the Ox DJ. Yeah, so follow the Ox DJ. That's at T H E A U X DJ for fire playlist. We come up with a lot of content soon. I'm like working hard, working hard to get like a really clean rollout. So follow that page. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, follow you know just follow the movement. We about to take off. Shout out, shout out to the committee podcast for giving me a, a platform to speak my mind. Anytime you can follow me at Southbury seven oh six. Uh, right now, Fortnite and Naruto is taking over my life. Uh, so <laughs> if I'm a little distracted as of lately, that is why my brain is all over the place. So shout out to Naruto. But yeah, it's a committee podcast. We out. Peace. Peace.